Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, Pater! Pater! Hi, everyone, and welcome to Pater, a Penn State football show. Along with former Penn State and NFL quarterback Matt McGloin, I'm Tom Hannafin. This show is brought to you by our sponsors, Funk Brewing, the craft beer partner of Pater, the official craft beer partner of Pater. We're big fans of Funk Citrus IPA and Silent Disco IPA, but don't forget... Our official beer, the Paydirt IPA, is available in Funk's tasting rooms, beer distributors, and grocery stores right now. Funk has so many great beers to choose from at their tap rooms in Emmaus, Elizabethtown, and York in Pennsylvania. You can find a variety of Funk Brewing beers at your favorite beer distributor and grocery store. Visit funkbrewing.com to learn where and how you can get their fantastic products. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Also, Pater is brought to you by our partners at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting to props and futures. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and place your first bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Paydirt is presented by BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, we invite you to head to shop.believe.com, that's shop.b-l-e-a-v.com, and search Paydirt for our two t-shirts. One has the official show logo over the heart. It comes in white, navy blue, and black, and the other is a navy blue t-shirt. It has the Paydirt wordmark over the heart and on the back. Circa the 2012 Penn State football season, it has Matt McGloin's name and number. It's very fitting as this season of Nittany Lion football marks the 10-year anniversary of that team. Again, head to shop shop.believe.com that's shop.believav.com and search pater for our two t-shirts and of course i want to thank you all for tuning in on espn radio state college as well as checking out the podcast version of this show presented by the believe network which is available now on youtube apple Podcasts, spotify tune in and wherever else you get your podcasts and of course hit us up on twitter and let us know what you think of the show at espn radio 1037 at McGloin QB11 and at Tom Hannafin. All right, Matt, did you miss me? Oh, absolutely. And I can't <laughs> believe it's week four already. Isn't it weird? Yeah, oh, I yeah. looked at that because like the week zero thing, and I was like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I was like, week four, it doesn't feel like week four. It's weird. I said, I was talking to somebody the other day, and it's like Saturdays are coming faster and faster now. And we're getting older and older. I think that's probably the case. <laughs> <laughs> dude i had an amazing time at auburn um i have so much i wanted to tell you as we get uh, going here on the podcast first of all thank you for everybody that's been tuning in uh for over a year for this we just cracked a thousand subscribers on youtube which is all thanks to all of you guys being so interested in the show so we appreciate that we had such a great experience even though the audio video didn't come out great in regards to our first live broadcast from the emmaus tap room for funk brewing but thank you to those guys they, we got some sweet hats and some there's a ton of beer in my trunk right now. I've got so much Pater at IPA. It's crazy. And the beer's really good. So yeah. I encourage people to check it out. We're not just saying that. No, honestly, as two avid beer drinkers and critics, like it's good. Um, but honestly, Matt, I, I was so blown away because having that experience in Emmaus 
that was the first time we got to interact with anybody that's a fan of the podcast in person. Yeah. I, I was blown away. We met one gentleman who'd driven 30 minutes from Bethlehem to get to Emmaus mm-hmm. uh, to come to that recording. So then I, I went to Auburn, obviously, for the game. I walked into a bar called the Sky Bar on Friday night, and I get my hand stamped, and I take two steps, and this guy says to me, he's like, hey, I love the show. Now, <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've worked in WWE for years. I worked for Impact Wrestling. Uh, so I'm thinking it's wrestling, something, pro wrestling. And he's like, no, Pater, man, I really like it. And I was That's like, awesome. I was floored. And then uh, yeah. we, we went to dinner at some, uh, me and my friends went to dinner at some place uh, called Jim and Nick's. Uh, it's a barbecue chain uh, down there in Alabama. So we're sitting there and uh, these, uh, this guy comes over and he was like, oh, I love the show. You and Matt do a great job. It was the coolest thing ever. And I'm like, in, in this corner of the world here in Auburn, like granted, Penn State fans traveled well. I flew into the Atlanta yeah. airport. There were tons of Penn State shirts, blue and white logos. It was crazy. But I was just so blown away to get that reaction from people that have been watching and, and listening to the podcast. So I personally just want to say thank you. It's been so cool, Matt. I wanted to comment on your intro for the uh, YouTube video. At yeah, Auburn go for it. And say, I wanted to say, this is not a green screen. Yeah. Was, because that's how, that's what that looked like, man. It, mm-hmm. it just looked like it was an incredible atmosphere. And I said to Tyler on, on the uh, uh, breakdown episode, um, like, yeah, they had the orange out or whatever it was. There was a lot of white in that crowd, though. A lot of white, uh, white shirts. A lot of Penn State fans. Man, it was impressive. And you know, they've always traveled well. It reminds me of like Raiders fans in a way, mm. where like for some reason people are always surprised at how well Penn State fans travel. I, and I'm it's t- just I'm telling you, flying out of Philadelphia, obviously a bunch in Philadelphia. Flying into Atlanta, they're everywhere. Got a rental car, yep. drove to Auburn. And you saw plenty of them. And I got to say this. The Auburn fans were wonderful, were so welcoming. Um, I I did not run into one fan who was a jerk or anything like that. The Auburn fans were really, really nice. Um, And on top of that, their campus is immaculate, manicured lawns. Like the place is just fantastic. And uh, I had myself a good time at Sky Bar, so I can't complain about that. But the tailgating was good. We made some friends and everybody was just really, really nice. So in terms of a good college football atmosphere, Auburn's up there. And there's a reason that like in the preview episode, you and I were talking about Jordan Hare Stadium, that home field advantage. It's legitimate. And and I could feel instances in the game where early in that first half, I was like, "Eh, this doesn't go right. The crowd's going to be behind him. This is a very different ball game. And here, here's what's important to you. I'm getting chills right now thinking about it. I'm thinking about running out of the tunnel on, on the road. Because you know, like you again, you know Penn State fans as a player. You know Penn State fans are going to travel well, Tom. But it's different when you run out of the tunnel at an away stadium and you can see like a portion of the stadium is is, is that little block of, of, of white shirts in the crowd. Yeah. You think to yourself like, oh, let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? But like... Yeah. And that's like, and that as a player excites you, pumps you up, and motivates you because you know you, you know that they support you, they have your back. Um, yeah, they know how important it is to get a win on the road. Um, you know, so hey, three and zero now. You know, it's uh, you know certainly an important. We'll get into this right now here, the Central Michigan game, but but this is a big one. And I know, look, Central Michigan's obviously outmatched, but this is all about what Penn State has to do on Saturday to take care of business. 
Yeah, there's just so much good that comes out of this win against Auburn, and, and you guys said it in the recap episode of that game, is that clearly Auburn is not what Auburn has been in the past, nothing against them. They're still fielding some great athletes when the, within the SEC. They have a lot they need to improve on, but um, the win certainly meant a lot in the polls. Penn State jumped from number 22 to number 14. Granted, there was a lot of chaos around the country that led to that, but still, that's a significant leap for that victory. What did you think of that? Yeah, look, you're right. I think a lot of it has to do with what else is going on across the country with college football teams losing, teams being upset. But look, I like where Penn State is at right now. It's it's almost silent in a way, right? What they're doing, they're going about their business. They're winning games. Um, you know, they're winning on the road early in the season, Tom, which is important. We talked about that a few times already on the podcast. But look, this is the world I think they need to live in. For the next few weeks or so, because look, obviously, once they when they're and they should be when they're five and oh, going to Ann Arbor, that'll probably be game day. Right. So if you can live in that really quiet world over the next two weeks and during your bye week and then boom, explode onto the national scene, game day, Michigan, Ann Arbor, that is when you have a chance to not just put the Big Ten on notice, but put the entire country on notice as, as a as a Penn State football program this year. I've, I've seen a lot of, you know, it's a lot of people giving their opinion as opposed to the actual polls that are out there, but um, the, the rankings within the Big Ten, and everybody is pretty much pointing to Ohio State as number one, Michigan number two, Penn State at number three, and then you've got yeah. Minnesota there at number four, and then depending on who you talk to, you're probably seeing somebody like Iowa there, but Iowa's been a uh, little off kilter here to start the season. So uh, it does beg the question of how competitive that game will be uh, in Ann Arbor. And again, a lot has to happen between now and then. But um, th- there's an argument to be made that Michigan has not been tested thus far this season. Mm-hmm. And Penn State has in two very significant ways and come out with flying colors. Um, do you get hung up in that at all? Do you feel like Penn State should be right now be looked at maybe as the number two team in the Big Ten? You know, I don't think so, and it's because Michigan has earned the right to be that number two team in the Big Ten East or in the Big Ten in general because of what they were able to do a year ago, right? Beating Ohio State, winning the Big Ten championship game, going to the college football playoff, Tom. But I think one of the more important things that people forget about is that they got beat by Michigan State and still kept it together, still rallied, still went on to finish their season with a victory against Ohio State and then you know go from there. So I think they deserve to be put in the same sentence as Ohio State. But in terms of what we've seen over the first three weeks of the season, in terms of talent, in terms of teams starting to build depth, you can compare Penn State to anyone in the Big Ten with that. Right now, it's just about execution. It's about putting great game plans together against the Michigans, against the Northwesterns. Let's not forget about Northwestern. That's still going to be a tough game before the bye week against the Ohio States, against the Michigan States, which, you know, I've said it before the season started. I thought it was going to be a down year for for the Michigan State football program and, you know, a tough, tough loss to, to Washington, um, you know, over this past week. And then for those of you listening that are thinking, Matt was talking up Purdue all year. Purdue still has a chance. All right, I know they just got beat by Syracuse, Tom, but they still have a chance in the West. That's a good Syracuse team. I will, exactly. I will give Syracuse credit. Exactly. They've gotten beat by two good football teams. Don't... Uh, don't take now. Don't take Purdue lightly as the season goes on. It's still a very explosive offense. Still has a chance to be a very good football team. But for me, Tom, Penn State just has to continue to take it week by week, 
win football games, go about their business, take care of business. Don't worry about what position you're in in the Big Ten or what position you're in in the Big Ten East. You'll have an opportunity to play both of those teams ahead of you. Um, to continue to you know look back on the Auburn win, and we will talk about the Central Michigan game here in a moment, but um, the one thing that I loved that came out of this game was the balance that Penn State yes. displayed. 232 yards through the air, 245 yards on the ground. Um, obviously, the rushing attack was very, very potent. Um, what I liked even more, Sean Clifford, 14 of 19, 178 yards is not like a glowing yardage total. I know not a lot of people are going to get excited about that. What I like is the number of attempts. Sean Clifford, if he's throwing 30, 35, 40 times, Penn State is not in a good position to win. If he's throwing 20 to 25 times, and you can speak to this better as a quarterback, that comfort, that limited need to throw the football is coming because you're running the ball so well. What did you think of that ratio? That's a great point, Tom, and you're absolutely right. Sean needs to rely on the run game, right? Not taking anything away from his ability to push the football down the field or, or to make big throws because he's done it in the past at times, right? He's won, he's won football games with his arms for Penn State over the years. But he needs to be able to rely on the run game. And I hope Mike Yurcich saw that. And I hope Mike Yurcich, and I think Mike Yurcich, is starting to understand that. Do not put Sean Clifford in a position where you're in third and long or it's a big moment or a big situation time after time after time where he has to make the big throw every drive for you. If you can live in the 25 to 27 attempts passing world with Sean, you will be so much more successful week in and week out. You're right. It's when you get to the 34 to 37 range in the pass attempts that turnovers, dangerous throws, sacks, things like that, that's when they start to become a problem. So if you can rely and like it's it's th that's what Penn State football to me should be, Tom. That's what it was, right? You rely on the collection of running backs that you have, work and play action, use the pass game off of that. That's what made Penn State so successful throughout the years there. You know, I think they've lost that a little bit over the years, but we're starting to see it now with Nick Singleton, Katron Allen, Keevon Lee, even we're seeing Devin Ford in there contribute. So that has been very encouraging. It's been great to see, but if Sean in this offense can just find balance in that way. I mean, how, how calm did Sean look on Saturday in that environment? Very calm, and it was something you and I had talked about going into the Auburn game, is that Auburn is athletes. They, they can get after the passer. They have an excellent linebacking core as well. Sean did not look bothered, and I'll give credit to the offensive line. Um, his feet were set. There were instances where you know he, he did have to have a couple of design runs here and there that you know you and I have said we're not thrilled about, but at the same time, when he dropped back to pass, he looked like he was doing just fine, and receivers looked great. It was just a matter of the running game was such a constant threat that he had his options to throw, as did Drew Aller um, later in the game. So uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I was to see Drew Aller and Christian Veyer get into that game. If you'd have told me we'd have seen all three starting quarterbacks by, you know, we because we elected to put them in in a game like that on the road against Auburn, I'd have thought you were crazy. So for, for that gap to just widen, widen, widen like it did in the third and fourth quarter, we were we were all sitting in the stands being like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. I was not expecting it to go this way. Here, here's the thing too, Tom, with with Sean and the run game, and and then and then I'll mention Alar. 
like when you're running it well, the playbook, the playbook goes like this. It continues to expand and the kids, it continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And as a quarterback, that's when the game becomes fun because you know, you're running it well, running it well, play action, right? I can take chances. I can take shots. I can try to push the football down the field. Like it just brings this sort of confidence to the whole entire team that, you know, we can run it whenever we want. It's just, it, it, it allows everybody to play more freely in a way. And I think that's what Sean needs right now here in his sixth year. And I think that's, that's what he needs with, with where he's at, at a as a quarterback right now, you mentioned Alar and this, uh, this is something I want to bring up here. We're going into week four here. He's played in three games, right? If he plays in that fourth game, you have four games to play as a freshman without losing your red shirt eligibility. I understand he's the backup, but it'd be interesting to see what they do moving forward, right? I mean, is that something you care about, Tom, or no? Yeah, I, he wouldn't shock me if he was a dude who was in and out in three years. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that wouldn't yeah. surprise me one iota, but the way that they're getting him involved early, if they were to redshirt him just to give him that option, um, th that's nice. I, I continue to come back on the track record of Sean Clifford. He, he's been injury prone. So if it's me, I, I don't necessarily want to slap that on him if I don't have to in regards to Drew Hours. So you, you just kind of see how the season goes, to your point. Yeah, I don't think they're planning on saying, all right, you're four and done, bud, and uh, thank you. I, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. I fully expect them to burn this dude's red shirt and say, listen, you're going to continue to play. We're going to continue to put you in the game at any possible moment that we can if the game's out of reach you're going in if it's 26 to 7 you're going in uh on the road i just think they're trying to get this guy all the reps that they can get him um all the experience that they can get him but one of the more important things tom that you have to look at when it comes to young guys playing is that everybody is seeing it the coaches are seeing it players are seeing it students are seeing it fans mm -hmm. are seeing it big 10 seeing it the country seeing it and now it's building, right? You are building for the future with Drew Allar. Um, and it's one of those things like, yeah, Penn State's 3-0. and Sean Clifford's playing while they're running it well. But they got this dog behind Sean Clifford, man, who has looked very, very good at times when we've seen him play quarterback. So, um, yeah. it's And look, man, like, I, again, as you know, I'm a tough critic. I yeah, am. But they're on but, something. But it's... Uh, you know, I want to see more of the kid. I want to see more of the kid play football. I want to see more of the kid play quarterback here as the weeks go on and on. And it's it's exciting when he gets put in the game um, just because he doesn't look like this is his first year playing football. Game's not too big for him. The lights aren't too big for him, Tom. Um, he understands how to, you know, how to operate a division one offense. It seems like he knows, you know, what's going on in Mike Yurzich's system now. There's still a ton of stuff he needs to work on. But for where he's at right now, I think he's a lot further ahead than, uh, than where he should be. Are you a fan of rivalries? Are you a fan of smack talk? Do you like to stand out from the crowd at tailgates? If so, head over to Smack Apparel and check out what their team is geared up for this football season. Their Let There Be White tee is the perfect gear for those famous whiteout games at Beaver Stadium. Or get straight to the point with the worst tee. 
for all the Ohio State haters out there. Smack Apparel makes the gear that'll have everyone asking where you got it. They have the must-have tees for all your teams, including pro football, baseball, basketball. Every fan is covered. Head over to their website, smackapparel.com, and use the promo code PAYDIRT at checkout for 10% off. Again, that's smackapparel.com, promo code PAYDIRT at checkout. Why wear boring when you can wear smack? Flat should describe your TV, not your TV sound. Experience your entertainment like never before with the new Sonos Ray. This compact and easy-to-use soundbar puts you at the center of shows, movies, games, and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through setup with help from the Sonos app. You can even use your own remote for control. And when the TV is off, stream music, radio, podcasts, and audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com. That's S-O-N-O-S.com to learn more. Yeah, so far, so good. Everything looked really good against Auburn. Uh, tip of the cap and a thank you to Tyler Feldman, fellow Penn State grad, for filling in uh, on that episode. We've talked about it through the season. There are going to be instances where Matt, like this weekend, uh, is working for the Big Ten Network. He's going to be the sideline analyst for Penn State versus Central Michigan. I'm going to have my conflicts with Impact Wrestling as the season goes on. So we promise we're going to continue to bring you authentic Penn State graduates and Penn State uh, former Penn State players uh, to fill in. So you'll see that as the season goes by. So we appreciate all you guys watching and listening and sticking by. I know you guys are all, uh, you know, li- wanting to tune in to hear Matt's, you know, uh, wonderful Scranton accent. And we want to get that to you as many times. Is it times. that bad? Scranton? No, no, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful accent. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So let's talk about Central Michigan. Uh, this Saturday, the game is at uh, noon, I believe, on Big Ten Network. No. Um, Central Michigan has had. I'll call it an awkward season, Matt. They open up at Oklahoma State and nearly beat the Cowboys. The final was 58-44. That was on upset alert all day throughout the country. Yeah. Then they lose to South Alabama by 38-24, to and then they smoke Bucknell 41 to nothing. So this is just an odd team however i don't think anyone that's wearing blue and white entering the stadium uh this saturday should have any concerns that penn state will lose this game the spread is penn state by minus 28 the over under is 63 i fully expect expect penn state to cover on both sides they should hang a lot of points on this team and it's nothing against central michigan mm-hmm. i personally and you as well we're singing the praises of ohio a fellow mac team ohio is a, is a very good team i would say within that conference um, Central Michigan is not close to what Ohio U is this season. So if that should give you any Correct. sort of context um, in your prep for this game, has anything jumped out to you that it's like, oh, hey, we should pay attention to this? I don't take this team. Uh, you don't take any opponent lightly, Tom. You respect everybody. But at the end of the day, you feel like if you take care of business, you do what you're supposed to do. Nobody's going to be able to beat you on the football field. And that holds true for this game on Saturday. It's about what Penn State needs to do to win this football game. But what I go back to, you mentioned Central Michigan and kind of the up and down, you know, they've had so far this season. It goes back to the head coach, Jim McElwain, right? You got to remember this guy's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. Head coach at Colorado state, head coach at Florida, he coached quarterbacks with the Raiders in the early two thousands. He's been an offensive coordinator at Alabama. This guy has a lot of experience. He knows how to win football games. He knows how to upset teams and upset programs. He knows how to win on the road. So, Right. This team isn't great, but let's be honest, in terms of being as prepared as they can be, 
and ready to play Tom, they will be because Jim McElwain knows what to do. He knows how to get his team ready to try to go in there and change their season, right? If that's me, that's what the message at Central Michigan is this week. You change your season with a game like this, right? It's not... It's not like, you know, the Ohio game in a way it's it's excuse me. It's like the Ohio game in a way. It's not what Central Michigan will do or or going to do. It's about what Penn State is going to do, Tom. And for me, right out of the gate, it starts with the mental game and your weekly preparation. Are you taking every day as serious as you can possibly take it, knowing that, yeah, you don't have an Auburn or even a Purdue that you're playing on Saturday. You're playing that you're playing a lesser opponent. Um, but out the gate for me, I need points on the first drive, right? I need to make a statement, whether it's be three or six, I need points on the first drive. That'll be massive. Make a statement that this is not even going to be a game from the start, right? The crowd needs to be loud players up on the sidelines, guys motivated, right? Come out of the gate, hot, make a statement that this isn't upset alert. We're not Oklahoma state. You're not going to hang with us for three or four quarters, right? This game is going to be over by the time, you know, that, that, that clock ticks zero at the end of the second quarter and we're heading into halftime. Going into this game, I think the goal is let's keep everybody healthy. You know, let's, let's get in and out. As you said, with the win, let's show who we are. And that that's really all you're looking for is just to make sure everybody stays healthy at the end of the day. Um, I think the only person that uh, Penn state fans really need to be aware of with central Michigan is their quarterback, uh, Daniel Richardson. Um, he's been leading the way for them. They're 19th in the country right now in passing yards with 311 passing yards per game. Again, it's a bit skewed, as I mentioned, from the competition that they've had. Um, they put up some great numbers, as I talked about, against Oklahoma State, which is still mind-boggling to this point in time. But um, I don't expect Daniel Richardson to have much time or have a lot of success. It might be a situation like you saw against Purdue, where probably not to the same degree as what Aiden O'Connell was able to do in terms of getting 365 yards passing. There's a good chance Richardson can put up some yardage just because that might be the only means by which they can move the ball. However... Following the Auburn game, I have a renewed sense of faith in Penn State's ability to get after the passer. And I do credit Manny Diaz, and I know people have been uh, after him for his scheme and him blitzing a lot. It was working against Auburn. And, you know, I've talked about it on this show before that there really aren't singular athletes on Penn State's defense, not many, that can just straight up win without scheme or a blitz. Chop Robinson is one. And now you can safely add Abdul Carter to that list. Granted, he was getting sent on blitzes, but he looks like he's got that freak athlete in him. Um, was there anything that you saw against Auburn that makes you feel like this is going to be kind of a repeat of what happened at Jordan Hare Stadium. You know, I remember you mentioned Abdul Carter, and I, I'm thinking of a play where he blitzed, and it was a free blitz. Like this is right up the gut. No, you know, nobody picked him up. But I just remember thinking, Jesus, is that guy fast? Like th- this guy, this guy has a chance to be big time. This guy has a chance to be legit time. But I'm glad, I'm glad you brought up Carter because I want to bring up the progress of Chop Robinson, the progress of Adisa Isaac. Yes. Right. These guys have done a fantastic job over the past few weeks. They continue to grow. They continue to develop. And Chop Robinson was a guy we talked about before the season even started. Like this guy could very well become the best pass rusher on this defense by the end of the season. Um, and he's done a great job. Ha- has James met? Have you heard anything about Kaziah or Smith Vilbert? 
I haven't gotten to listen to his press conference from this week, so I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I, I'm just interested to see what the progress is there with those two guys, right? We we haven't seen them on the field much, um, you know, but as the season goes on, that's something to take a look at. I'm interested to see, you know, what what happens there because those guys continue to add depth, you know, for, for that Penn State defensive line, Tom. Um, one of the things that I need Penn State to continue to improve on is the development of the other half of that secondary. Right. For how good Joey Porter is, Jair Brown is right. That collection of guys that they rotate as well needs to continue to be better. Right. Daquan Hardy has to be better in coverage. Johnny Dixon needs to continue to improve. We saw Zeke, uh, uh, Zaki Wheatley make a big play on Saturday, but those guys need to continue to get better week in and week out. And for me, you know, you mentioned Michigan and kind of the schedule that they had, they've had the luxury um, of being able to tinker offensively and defensively. What works for us, what doesn't work for us. Yeah, we can able, we're able to do this in mid game and on certain drives because we know at the end of the day, we're going to win this football game just basically because we're more talented than you are. Penn state really hasn't had that luxury, right? Playing Purdue and playing Auburn both on the road, right? They've had to bring it week in and week out. So I think that's important. That will be important as the season goes on. Um, But these next two weeks, Tom, right? Again, don't take Northwestern lightly, but I don't think it's the Northwestern teams we've seen in years past. So I think over these next two weeks, Tom, if you're Penn State, you can tinker a little bit before you head in that bye week and then before you head to Ann Arbor, right? So I think you really need to focus, lock in and dial in on what your secondary can look like when you have to go to Ann Arbor and face a guy like J.J. McCarthy? There's a lot of depth in this secondary. Um, Marquise Wilson was getting involved. Kalen King was getting involved like in, in substantial ways, and these guys look good uh, against Auburn. Considering, I'll, I'll give credit to Auburn's quarterbacks in that they, they can make you um, – uh, challenged uh, when you have to hold, you know, hold your spot, hold your boundary. Basically, um, those guys were very good running quarterbacks, and that's about the nicest thing you can say about them. Especially Ashford, that dude is wicked fast. So they had a lot of tests in that respect. Maybe not so much in the secondary. Um, you've had the Ohio U game to kind of tinker a little bit, but this is where the tinkering kind of ends. Is that you're going to trot some guys out there? You're going to get some. Uh, you're going to get some younger guys out there again. Like I said before, you're just trying to make sure that your your core is healthy for the remainder mm-hmm. of the season with the Northwestern game right around the corner. Uh, and speaking of tinkering, um, I want to flip from the defense to the offense. How much of this game do you want to see from Sean Clifford and Drew Aller? Well, I'd like to see a lot of Aller, you know, to be honest with you. Um, but again, if it's 26-7 or whatever it may be, you know, do they make the move to Aller? You know, I kind of feel like whatever they're – Whatever that number is that they're comfortable with against Central Michigan with putting him in, they won't hesitate to do it, right? So if it's 30-7, to Tom, maybe 28-3, whatever it may be, whatever that point total is that they're up by, they, they're not, they're, as soon as they get there now, we know they're going to be like, all right, Al, are you going in? You know, so hopefully that's not, you know, later um, than it should be. Um you know, I'd like to see this kid play 20 to 25 minutes, right? I, I, I'm hoping we get the largest sample size 
uh, of tape, you know, on a, on Drew Allard this week, this Saturday, um, you know, putting drives together, making big throws, being in third down moments, you know, how can he operate in the red zone, stuff like that. So I, I want to see how he handles situational football rather than just being tossed in the game and, you know, completing a few passes here or there. I wonder if this is a game where the opponent is not enough of a challenge that you could reasonably play all four quarterbacks and give them each a quarter. I, I don't know if we'll see that, Tom. Um, again, I just because I would yeah, I would like to really see like to see him. Yeah, I, I would love to see Perbula playing a game like this. I really would. You know, I think the, the most important thing, Tom, is the message that you're still sending across is that Sean Clifford's our guy. He's going to continue to be our guy. Sure. So oh, he's sure. He's going to continue to play. You know, when I think it, it'll get, and I don't think it'll get to this point, but if you if Alar plays enough, then it's like, all right, Alar, you know, you're done. Get, get out of the game. You know, do you put Perbula in before Vayer? We, yeah, we, yeah, that's a fair point, or, you know, you've or, been, or, you know, are you planning for the future, Tom, you know, as well, you know, has, is Bo Perbule the type of guy where, and I don't know, right. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but is Bo Perbule the type of guy that you can sit down and say, listen, Bo, you're going to red shirt. We love what you've done throughout the spring, throughout the summer, throughout training camp. We love your work ethic, right? You have a lot of talent. We think there's a lot of potential here, but. We're moving in a different direction. We'd love for you to be a part of our program moving forward. We think you can contribute in the years to come on this offense. Got to remember, Sean's a six-year guy now, right? He's not going to be here next year uh, as a member of this football program. We think you can step up in years to come. You know what I mean? You got to remember, he comes from a football family, Perbula, right? Um, you know, he's a he's a PA guy. So, you know, I, I mean, I again, I, I don't know Bo Perbula. We don't know what goes on, you know, inside the you know, Penn State football program, what the conversations are. But I think if, if all signs point to Perbula probably being, you know, a loyal player and loyal to the program. So, I mean, you know, it'd be interesting to see if they can get him some time, you know, between now and the end of the season. But if if he doesn't, I don't think it's anything to worry about. Are you looking for undeniably good hair and beard care? Then Maestro's Classic is perfect for you. Maestro's has beard washes, beard oils, beard butters, plus hair gels and pomades. It's one brand for every man. Visit maestrosclassic.com. That's M-A-E-S-T-R-O-S classic.com and use our promo code paydirt 15 Paydirt15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Maestro's Classic, crafting a better you. I agree with you, and you and I have talked about it before during the during the offseason in terms of Penn State's quarterback situation of someone between Aller, Vayer, and Perbula is not going to be on the roster in 2023. It's just not reasonable. Now, I know a lot of people are like, what are you saying? Drew Aller's not going to be on the roster. It's like, well, crazy things can happen. I'm just saying very likely Drew Aller is the quarterback of the future for Penn State. Everybody calm down. But simply because of the youth of all three of those guys, there's going to be an odd man out. Whether that's going to be Vayer or Perbula, uh, we'll have to see. And to the point you were saying earlier about you know, a red shirt for Drew Aller, I don't expect it at this point. I think you need him available through the entire season. So um, while, granted, this guy was saying after the Ohio game, why not just start Drew Aller against Central Michigan? Um, now, yes, I have changed my tune and that, yeah, Sean Clifford should at least get the first quarter. But I wouldn't hate seeing Aller get the second, 
maybe a little bit into the third, then you get Veyer, and then you get Prabula just to get everybody a look. And then the same thing goes for your starting offensive linemen, wide receivers, running backs, everything. Nick Singleton should not be playing deep into this game. Catron Allen should not be playing deep into this game. There's The list goes on and on of starters that you just want to protect. And it's also the luxury that you had against Ohio U. For instance, 17 receivers caught passes. And it was really nice to see the depth of that receiving core and get those guys some reps. So hopefully that's the case. It's just those little things, as he said, you just don't know quite exactly what the plan is behind closed doors for uh, how you want to platoon some of these guys. No, but it's fun to talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It gives us something to ramble on you about know, here on a podcast. But Yeah, and here's the thing. Here, here's the thing I continue to harp on, Tom, and I think it's, it's extremely important in a game like this. Let Parker Washington, let Mitchell Tinsley, let them get their catches. Right, from, from play one through play 30. Let them get their catches. Let them get their yardage. Make their presence felt early in this football game, right? Don't go two, three drives without either one of those guys touching the football, right? Bring out the the rocket, laser screens, quick game, whatever it may be. Shovel passes if you have to, anything like that. Get these guys catches. Get these guys. These guys need to see the ball early in this football game. So Penn State plays Central Michigan, uh, the Chippewas, this Saturday at noon on the Big Ten Network. You're going to be on the sideline for that game. So how's your what's your, what is your prep for one of these games? Well, as we sit here and record this on Wednesday, we actually have a Zoom call with uh, the Central Michigan coaches, you know, um, offensively, defensively, the head coach as well, you know, talk about their team. You know, I, I'm curious to know what the message is that they're relaying to their players when you have an opportunity to go into Beaver Stadium, you know, and, and play in a, in a, a tremendous atmosphere like that is week in and week out. Um, and then Friday we'll have the opportunity to sit down, um, you know, with uh, with Manny, uh, Mike Yersich, James, you know, talk about, again, what the message is for Penn State this Saturday. Some guys we may be able to see in the game, um, you know, who they may plan on playing. Right, if the game gets out of hand and things like that, so that's that's the most fun part about it, Tom, is hearing what these coaches have to say about their players, who they think has stepped up, who they think has really improved. Um, you know, Matt Millen will be in the booth, so I'm excited. I was part of the BTN crew in the spring when Matt Millen was calling the spring game, so I'm excited to be part of that um, that crew again. And man, to be back on the sideline and just uh, it, it's funny, Tom, but like you know. My feet feel different on the grass at Beaver Stadium for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, it's just, it's so soft. Like, I, I don't know. It's funny. It sounds ridiculous to say, but when you just walk out on that field, man, um, you just, you just feel different. And I talk about it all the time inside those walls, inside those, that stadium, man, it, it's, it's like nothing exists outside of it. It's truly one of the more special places there is. It's special, uh, especially because the way Penn State is going right now, you know, like everybody's cautiously optimistic. And to come back for a home game after this Auburn win, and it's, it's, a, it's a lesser opponent, no disrespect to Central Michigan, everybody feels confident. And then you're rolling into another home game the, the following weekend, October 1st, against Northwestern. There's a lot of positivity around this program. So Happy Valley feels pretty happy right now and uh to, to that point i've stepped on beaver stadium's field once uh to be a part of the the crew that held the american flag 
So never having played actual football on it, I agree with you that, yeah, when you step on that field and then you look up and you see the sheer mass of humanity, everybody rooting for the same thing is special. So I'm, I'm jealous, man. Being on the sideline is, has got to be a fantastic experience. Matt Millen and company with Big Ten Network. And then I guess this time I just hope you bring sunscreen because when you did the blue-white game, <laughs> that was a scorcher out there, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got, I got crushed there. Yeah. With, uh, yeah, that sun, that sun crushed me. Uh, but, but, and here's the thing too, Tom, you mentioned Beaver Stadium. We're talking about how great it is and everything like that. And this includes fans as well, Tom, don't get comfortable. You cannot get comfortable right now. And that's why earlier in the episode, I brought up, continue to stay under the radar, continue to do your job, continue to take care of business. Do not get comfortable right now in the position that you're in. Right, you're you're in a very fortunate spot right now here, where yeah, maybe you're starting to creep up in the rankings a little bit, but maybe you're not getting the recognition that you deserve, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Fans, everybody, continue to, to continue to play your parts, continue to scream loud, cheer loud. Players continue to play and continue to focus and continue to play well. And fans, if you're tailgating at Beaver Stadium, why not tailgate with a Paydirt IPA from Funk Brewing? I highly <laughs> encourage it. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. Penn State, uh, number 14 Penn State, hosts the Central Michigan Chippewas this Saturday at noon Eastern. Thank you all so much for joining us. We'll be back on ESPN Radio State College on Mondays and Fridays from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern for the remainder of the Penn State football season. If you want to check out the podcast version of this show presented by the Believe Network. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at ESPN Radio 1037, at McGloin QB11, and at Tom Hannafin. Pater is presented by Bet Online and by Funk Brewing. Thanks again, everyone, and join us next week for more Pater. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.